0: Welcome to the ninth episode of the fourth series of the Women in CX podcast, a series dedicated to real talk conversations between women in customer experience. Listen in as we share our career stories, relive the moments that shaped us, and voice our opinions as loudly as we like about all manner of CX subjects. I'll be your host, Claire Muscup, and in today's episode, I'll be talking to one of our founding members, a seriously wonderful woman in tech from the USA. Let me introduce you to today's inspiring guest. She started her career as a computer programmer and went on to hold a number of roles in IT leadership before moving into customer experience in the logistics sector, developing CX for software as a service businesses. She's now the VP of Experience Management at Renewable Energy Company SkySpecs. Please welcome to the show, the empress of empathy and empowerment, the emissary of experiences and transformations, the advocate of underdogs and wellness, and the architect of joy and moxie, our CX sister, Serena Riley. Hey, guys, just a quick note from me here. Uh, Unfortunately, my sound was terrible on this episode due to my microphone not working. So please accept my apologies for a subpart listening experience. But the conversation is amazing. So I hope you can put up with it and uh, listen through. Serena's well worth listening to. Thanks, everyone.
1: Hey, Serena. Hey, Claire. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing fabulous. Thank you so much for having me.
2: I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) and and welcome to everybody that's listening along as well you're in for a treat today girls so Serena as I always do we're going to jump right in and I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests and that is how exactly did you find your way into CX and get to where you are
1: today oh goodness so we're gonna we're gonna rewind it about 20 years now because that's how long I've been in the, the corporate world um I started out in IT and had was going to school for software applications and programming. So <clears throat> not something that a lot of women were doing um, 20 years ago and uh, had, had started out uh, helping out a credit union. So in the financial space, doing help desk um, and then kind of turned that more inwards and was helping with our marketing team, helping with, um, just like internal processes and then and then helping do some internal web design and program reporting and things of that nature. Um, and then moved on to a um, insurance billing company where I did more of that internal IT support, um, moved over to a tech startup um, and did some of that customer facing support again, as well as just uh, starting to do more around how we could better serve our customers and making sure that they had what they needed to be successful. And about five, six years ago is when I discovered that I needed something to, to, to relight my, my fire and, and bring me some, some, some more happiness in the, in the work that I was doing on a daily basis. I felt I had kind of maxed out where I was at and was trying to figure out what our organization needed, where our gaps were, and what my strengths were and how I could support them better and found this world called customer experience, which as a lot of us, I think, realize we had been doing it kind of all along, just not officially. So really started kind of getting into that, learning more about it, you know, networking with lots of folks, creating, you know, creating some, some good relationships and, um some mentorships and things of that nature, just trying to learn as much as I could as fast as I could so that I could de- deliver some value to our organization as well as our customers. Um, and through the through the, those years, I think uh, leaning on some different communities was definitely one of the, the value drivers for me, one of my success factors. And lo and behold, about a year ago, I, I saw a lot of LinkedIn feeds coming through because I was subscribed to different things like women leaders and uh, customer experience and, and women and, and CX and whatnot, and stumbled upon you, Claire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember reaching out to you and just trying to, to understand a little bit about what you were um, creating and was super excited just by your personality and by the things that you were talking about, the things that you were bringing to LinkedIn, which, you um, I think needed to be displayed more just that the women's aspect of a lot of the things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis in both the experience world, but also just in business, generally speaking. Um, and I remember having that first chat with you uh, through Zoom, similar to this, and it it was just, I felt immediately connected to you and knew I had to be a part of of this thing that you were building and have never looked back have just been super thrilled to be in this community and, and to watch it grow and to be a part of it so thank you
2: <laughs> well firstly thank you because you've been the most wonderful founding member and absolutely helps us to build the culture that we've got today and i just so remember that first time we met i kind of looking at each other and being like oh like i found my person like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, um,
1: speak just, the same language.
2: the same language. <laughs> yeah, it was a magical conversation, wasn't it? I remember it like,, uh, yeah, just feeling like, yeah, you, you've got to be part of this part of this first group of family members to, to help with happened. <laughs> um, so thank you, and I'm super excited that you said all that nice stuff as well. I'll give you the 20 dollars <laughs> um, yeah, now
1: it's forever <laughs> recorded for you to go back to <laughs> <laughs> the sweetest., um, and
2: yes, yeah, they kind of an incredible career journey. so like VP of customer experience now.
1: SkySpecs, like what, what exactly does your job entail now? Yeah, so um, SkySpecs is another startup um, here in the U.S. Um, focused on renewable energy. So we're we're a B two B company looking to help our customers optimize and and do more uh, with less. Um, and so we are helping them to uh, do different um, inspections of their wind turbines to understand what the, the the actual assets are that they're managing, how they're performing, um, where they need to be doing repairs and whatnot. Um, but we're also building some software and some solutions to help them better drive their business forward and create new strategies and, and planning and optimizing those, those assets. Um, and so, a lot of what I'm doing, you know, is is helping to to create the customer support team that's gonna mm-hmm. you know that's our first hand uh, and first response team to our customers whenever they have questions. We're building the customer success management team to make sure that our customers are getting the value that they need, that they have um, uh, the support um, that they need to to continue growing themselves as well as us continuing to grow with them. Mm-hmm. And then also just looking over the the general customer experience as a whole and also doing some internal like business operations, revenue operations side of things. So Mm -hmm. how do we take and stand up the voice of customer and understand how we can take that and influence the rest of the business to be able to morph and to grow and uh, uh, transform into who we need to be for the future of our customers too. So a lot of things. Is what experience management means right now for me. Um, but it's a lot of exciting uh, opportunities for growth, uh, both for me personally and professionally, as well as our organization. And I think that's what's most exciting about this role is just being able to to help people achieve greatness. Oh, I love that! And like obviously <laughs> running a
2: startup myself
1: now, knowing that kind of
2: yes. like startup, scale up, everything having to be built from the ground up and from scratch, and. That you're kind of in the, the scale-up zone now aren't you oh, like yeah. um that being turbo powered with like resources in a team Oh, i hope one day we get to that but yeah you <laughs> will you will incredibly, you will. <laughs> incredibly exciting uh, role in a really interesting space and renewable yeah. energy being something that's going to make a difference to the world so i'm um, so sure. see you're applying yourself in in such a wonderful way um so you know, there must have been some challenges that you've experienced on your way to greatness yourself what <laughs> was one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome to become the woman you are today
1: um I think for me generally speaking i um I've always been a people pleaser I've always been kind of a perfectionist um and and those things can get in the way of your own progression and your own advancement and <laughs> Hey, yeah, I think. Hey. <laughs> I think i I was one of those people that was was definitely like I always gave one hundred and ten percent. I always wanted to make sure I was doing a fantastic job, that people were seeing the value that I could bring. And I never got any you know um comments or suggestions otherwise. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was that I was waiting for others to tell me when I was ready to move up or when I was ready for the next step in my in my career. And the minute that I realized that I could take the reins, and decide that for myself, and actually be that person that I wanted to be, and tell people that that's who I was and where I was going. Everything changed for me. Um, the energy that I had changed in that I I was going to just go do the thing. Um, I'd always, you know, kind of been the person see a need, fill a need. Like I would always help others with things that they needed to accomplish. But I don't think I ever stepped back to do that for myself. Um, so really taking upon uh, that mindset for just like, if that's the person I want to be, or if that's the thing that I want to become, then I'm going to go do the thing that allows me to become that person. Um, and I think that has been kind of the biggest uh, game changer for me. And it, I, it's a, a bit sentimental for me because it, it all started when I had my daughter and she was kind of the person that that made me think about my future and what I was trying to accomplish. I have two older boys as well, but for some reason when I had that baby girl Mm -hmm. and I knew I had to be the role model for her and I wanted her to get to where I am faster and easier, I knew that I had to change how I was thinking and what I was doing and be a stronger person so that she could see um, how you can accomplish that and how you can move those roadblocks out of your way.
2: Mm, so much in that so one pick <laughs> <laughs> so um you, know, you see you see me nodding like pointing at myself going yeah, yes, out so, yes. yes, well. <laughs> um and, and just how that kind of like natural kind of value of excellence and delivering you know doing a really good job and wanting to do your best over time particularly in the corporate environment can turn into this really unhealthy perfectionism that holds you back Oh yeah um I just picking out a couple of things that you mentioned there you know like waiting for praise and approval waiting to be told oh good girl you've done a great job there or something and not really ever receiving it I think maybe like just continue to work even harder and be even more kind of punishing on myself as to these unrealistic standards um that Uh, yes that I equally actually regret I think I kind of like as a leader when I was on the business side like Held my team to an unrealistic standard as well. It affected my leadership style, for sure. But kind of like as I've got older, and obviously now being in a position, I'm witnessing so many other women struggling with similar uh, experiences and challenges and this like, sense of perfectionism. I just really have to question, like, where does this <laughs> come from? If it affects so many of us, and yeah. I don't think it's entirely internal. Oh I no, it isn't. It, it's yeah. a systemic thing yes. <laughs> that yeah that triggers it in in so many of us but what are your thoughts on that like where does where does this come from like how do we end up with um unhealthy yeah. perfectionism that holds us back and like you said another thing that i just picked out there was um you know waiting for somebody to give you the step up rather than thinking actually if i want that i'm gonna just go do that thing and go get that thing And like these days i do too yeah. but like when i was young when i was like In my 20s like i was just constantly waiting for the approval the nods the tap on the shoulder you're ready to progress and (laughs) going through the traditional kind of performance management not management performance um process the pdp's and the but like the the annual review and just like waiting for the formation to come to me rather than going out there Mm -hmm. and saying i'm ready it might not be in this company but i'm going to go and get that next Mm thing tell me like kind of what's your view on
1: where does this all come from and and yeah so I I read an article and I forgive me because I'm not remembering who wrote it or, or where it came from but there was there was this piece that I was reading that kind of um it starts at a young childhood age and uh the way in which parents raise girls versus boys is very different girls like keep yourself clean like you need to be neat and tidy like you need to you need to sit proper or whatever it is you know all of those you know uh mm-hmm. just i don't i don't even know what to call them just generalisms that you end up doing without thinking because that's how you were taught versus the boys where it's like they can just go climb the things oh boys will be boys they're just going to go you know ruffle uh wrestle and roughhouse with each other and things of that nature and they just become what that ends up teaching them or what it ends up enabling for them is that boys just go do things they just try things they fall they fail they just get up they go again where girls we hold back more we've we've been kind of taught and just instilled in us that you got to do it right the first time or you got to be you know in line with with uh with I don't know, our family values and whatnot, and don't step too much out of those lines. And so I think that that's, that's why it also, it kind of triggered for, for me when I started raising a girl, like, of course I let the boys be the boys. I didn't really think anything different, but as soon as I had a girl, I'm like, that I would find myself starting to say, Hey, don't do that. Don't just stop. Just wait, you know, don't do it that way or whatever. And I, I would catch myself and realize like, no, let her go try it. Let her see what happens when she tries these things on her own and she either fails or succeeds one one way or another. And I think that ends up creating some of the the personalities that we end up having and and why so many of us us women struggle with these different things around perfectionism too. And then we end up setting these, to your point, these unrealistic expectations for ourselves, Mm -hmm. or we set the bar of like, this is where we're gonna be constantly. And then Mm -hmm. when we fall from that bar, we end up being our own worst critics about it too and it just you know it can be deflating to our own personalities mm. too
2: <laughs> mm, mm. oh again so much in there that resonated with me i was just thinking of um examples like um girls and young women always be careful isn't it be safe Be mm-hmm. yep. like step out of the house like you're warned about all the bad things that could happen to yes. you because yeah. of your gender and um, and yeah to some extent that's true but like Mm men boys don't get raised to be afraid of being raped and murdered the the way that girls do and and this is quite a quite a far distance from work here but (laughs) (laughs) but the the kind of the need to protect ourselves and keep ourselves safe like I think that you're right there's definitely something that gets drilled into us that as children might kind of make some connections in our brain that aren't quite rational Right. You know, how that applies in later life um but also kind of thinking about like what girls are valued for over boys So you know you said like to go in experiment try it out rough house play but whereas with girls it's more they need to get it right or you know play yeah. do ballet or dancing or something kind of like more sporting more feminine but yeah. feminine um mm-hmm. but like the conditioning i think we receive about where a woman's value is also happens at a really young age and a lot of it is to do with our appearance and therefore our attractiveness to the opposite gender and um like i noticed this with like the way that um people talk to little girls oh are you beautiful aren't you pretty yes. aren't you yeah. cute and they don't say that to boys they are oh, yeah. good looking little boy
1: it's right, like, right. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: you are strapping lad. You're strong. You're like this yes, or that, yeah. you know. And um, and I'm like super conscious. Not that I have children or raising a daughter or anything like that, but like I, I like face yes. myself. Praise. Yeah. Even though there's like still a little desire in me to tell them how pretty they look in that in that cute dress, not to do yeah. that <laughs> and not make a comment about appearance mm-hmm. or um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of to talk about character. Um, but then like, yeah, seeing in the media constantly is this, this right. even though there's some change happening from a branding point of view that it's good not to label girls as having to be pink and cute and
1: there's an awareness yes. of it. yeah. yeah it's very
2: very much inherent um so it I do, is
1: yeah i really do agree with you there um so and obviously that's you know that's a a very broad generalization Mm -hmm. obviously that doesn't apply to everyone and everywhere but it's certainly something that that resonated with me after I read that study for sure
2: (laughs) yeah but I think I think I think where I'm going with this is that kind of more my own like recognition of my own bias like I am female Mm -hmm. and I have Stereotypes and gender bias, or I have less now because I obviously have a dedicated role yes. of amplifying women's voices and helping us all to raise up. But like when I look back and think of like some of the things that I've done and said that are so like anti feminist, right. um, <laughs> because it's like subscribing to what kind of traditional gender roles or yeah. society's expectation of what my value is, you know, like um, it, it, it shocks me now. And um, anyone who's listening should really read women don't owe you pretty it's a wonderful book and it will help
1: oh, heard explore,
2: this explore your your own feminism um and yeah your life will be changed forever after it because you'll be like oh my god yeah I totally nice. have those patterns in my behavior um so so kind of how did you get kind of this confidence then to be like I'm going to go do that thing, go get that thing he talks about recogn- recognizing like if I'm going to be a role model for my daughter but like kind of how did you change like how yeah. did you make that happen So I know even in the last year watching you in the community having <laughs> done something similar right in the last year of going I this is the role I want I'm going to go get it for myself how can yeah. how could other women like embrace that confidence and and take some practical steps around go getting going and getting what they deserve asking for their job
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I think the the first thing that I thought I mean this is also I think Again, another thing that females tend to do that males don't is like, well, if I'm going to prove that I should be that person, I got to go get certified. I have to have that piece of paper that shows it, or whatever, Um, or I have to really know what I'm talking about. So, of course, the first thing that I did to kind of uh, advance my own uh, career was threw myself into a lot of education of things. I did end up taking uh, the CCXP um, certification and ended up getting certified in that because again, I felt like I needed to have something that proved that I knew my stuff that I could show to others and to get that sense of respect. Now, looking back, and this is not to discredit the CXPA at all, or the the certification, like I still have that certification and continue to renew it. But perhaps, you know, the way in which I think about that, is also a problem. Like you don't see always men going out and getting that piece of paper to verify that they're, they're that person mm-hmm. for the job. Um, so I'm even questioning some of the ways in which I got here now, but that's regardless, we, you, you live and learn. Um, <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, just uh, really starting to network with a lot of folks that are doing similar things, just sharing my ideas, creating thought leadership around different, mm-hmm. different areas that I'm, I'm passionate about um, and and you know taking the the criticism with the good on those things and ex- continuing to expand on it, having that growth mindset, not not tying my success to one thing that was either success or failure, and just constantly being um, uh, a, a a person of learning, um, never closing that door to being open to learning something or growing or developing mm-hmm. a new skill set or whatever it is. Um, I think that's definitely been kind of I'm not saying that it, I, I wasn't a learner before, but I threw myself heads you know head first into all of that, really starting to to try and just feel more confident in what it was that I was talking about. Um, and then joining communities like this where you can have open honest conversations about the challenges that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, in your business or in your personal life and how they all connect with one another and how you're not alone in feeling these things and other businesses are struggling and not having to reinvent the wheel every single time. Like it doesn't have to be an original idea to be a good idea. You can take in other people's learnings and apply them so that you can get there and grow faster too. Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely been something that um, I'm a super creative person and I love creating different things and I love having you know, crazy ideas and creating these fun experiences and whatnot, but there's also a key to just doing something quickly to show what it could be in the future, mm. creating that first, you know, MVP product or whatever it is, and not striving for the version 52 when version 0.5 will work right now.
2: <laughs> I totally agree with you, and like, yeah, that's the perfectionism again, isn't it? Yep, it is. I remember like trying to architect these really like, Complete strategies and propositions and perfect journeys to yep. what brilliant really would look like, and it was just never going to be accepted by anybody. Never mind the business; will get the <laughs> level of investment it needed. So when I finally right. figured out, like yeah, like you say, MVP, and like what's the first step towards demonstrating the value that doing this kind of thing could do, and I, I had no option really other than to do that at the time. But then I discovered like how much more easy it was for stakeholders to buy into if you had evidence you could um, create business cases you could predict results or likely returns on investment mm-hmm. and building something piece by piece oh, well, yes. mm-hmm. and what's achievable by the compound yeah. effects of those small movements is uh, it can be un- incredible within the space of a year but going with the big strategy the poc program the six right. to kind of architect all of that before you even do anything now yeah. like I I would definitely do things differently. I'm stuck <laughs> on the business side, having done it this way in a startup. But um, just to pick up on one of your points there, because like I think it's the most frequently asked question I get asked by new women who are joining the community about which certificate should I get? <laughs> and like I, I I didn't I I personally never did any formal right. certification. Everything I learnt was on the job by trial and error experimentation and figuring out how to make it work. So it was always a bit of a surprise to me why people would ask me, like, which is the right course, to go or which certificate should I get? Um, But now, like, spending so much time with so many women, it is a very frequently asked question. And I think Mm -hmm. you're right. It's something about um, not having the self-belief that we are enough or our experience is enough and that somehow Mm -hmm. a certificate will make up for that sense of not being enough. Um, Right. and And it does worry me, like, how much some of these not not naming any names i don't have a problem right. with these, particularly as an organization but how much it kind of preys on that insecurity of needing validation <laughs> and mm-hmm. justification when um does it necessarily any any of the qualifications out there do they necessarily actually make you better able to practice customer experience when like as i said you know like kind of 15 years working in corporate organizations doing right. the job that's proof enough. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, and I do see it. Like no men ever ask me which certificate should I get, Claire. <laughs> they never ask me that question <laughs> ever. <earlier>. Right, right. <laughs> so, all the people that join the community um, inquire about which is the right one. so um, I think you're right. You're right there. So so you, we have to talk about Joy and Boxy. Like you haven't mentioned Joy yes. and Boxy. Yes. From yeah. like my perspective, like this personal brand you built, like over on Instagram, that <laughs> and I see on LinkedIn, um, like the joy, that even just like reading your posts and seeing your authenticity and like your perspective, like coming through so strongly, it really stands out to me. And again, one of like the, the things I love about you. So <laughs> tell us about more about Joy & Boxy. what's that all about?
1: Yeah, so I think for me, that's that's my future. That's where I am growing and and going uh, with my, with my life. And it's all about, you know, my passion to take these things that we have learned as CX professionals, how to, um, design for the future that you want, how to, you know, create the perception that, that you are, that you want to become, um, and all of those things and using that to empower specifically women, just because that's my own personal story that I can help tell and and share experience with how to help women understand they can design their future for what they want it to be. And they can start now. And they don't have to wait for that piece of paper. They don't have to wait for that boss to tell them that they are ready for that promotion that they can take and start doing the things they need now to grow into that. And I, I don't know if it's because there just haven't been a lot of women in the organizations that I've worked with, but there, I see it less now, but there was definitely a competition piece mm-hmm. to working in organizations that are definitely more male driven and being only the few women within that work, and trying to go after that promotion or trying to go after another position within the, the organization, pitting mm-hmm. each other against one another. It doesn't need to be that. <laughs> Like using each other's experiences to help one another, to get there faster, um, to pull the next person up behind you, Mm -hmm. to, to instill confidence and empower the next group that you're helping to lead, to become those strong, independent, confident women. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so, I, I just, it, it gets me at my core just to be able to, to share and to really let women realize that they hold the power to be mm. the queens of their kingdom or their queendom in our case. Mm. Um, there Everybody's got a crown. You don't have to show it. You don't have to flaunt it, but it's there. Um, mine's really high today, apparently. Um, <laughs> but um, it is there and, and we have the, the rights and the capabilities to make the decisions that will empower us and, and push us forward mm. to where we want to um, want to see, and it doesn't. It doesn't rely on anyone else um, to make that happen. It is all. It all can be done with the decisions we make. So, Amen, yeah. <laughs> Joy, joy, and Moxie. Being grateful, having you know, just the energy, the fire, the passion, and the, the Moxie, having the confidence, the authenticity, the um, be you for who you are and who you want to be, and don't let anybody else get in the way. Like those two words for me are like just drivers of my own personal. Um, kind of philosophy of how I'm trying to move myself forward too so I'm hoping that that I can bring the same to others as well I absolutely love that and
2: um, you're so right and I think you know kind of that meeting of minds we had right back in um, February of 2020 when we started talking about all of this stuff and um, women supporting one another lifting each other up giving a hand down to the person behind you um, versus our own experience of having felt like um, com- competition was, especially in male-dominated environments, with our experience and uh, like the role models we didn't we didn't have of um, it seeming like there was only ever going to be one seat at the table for a woman, mm. probably in HR or marketing. And actually, <laughs> she used to defend that with her life, like the um, the hangover. I think of of, of of the the precariousness that women feel around particularly senior leadership positions and why perhaps that leads to this behavior of women some women supporting one another relentlessly. and I had some incredible women leaders who didn't see me as competition who saw me as potential and did everything that they could to give me a, a, a hand up but I came across 10 times as many women who would put me down, make me feel small, and um, try to upset me? Like literally, look. Like sometimes, I'd get me in a room and shout at me because yeah, um, yeah. they they would perceive me as challenging them when I wasn't. I was just coming up with ideas <laughs> about how things could be better, but they would perceive right. that me me challenging them, and that wasn't ever ever the case. And again, I guess I think I love the community so much because yes. on a day to day basis, we're all demonstrating this collaboration over competition lifting yeah. one another up finding opportunities for each other um like you said at the beginning you know someone posts something about something that they're finding difficult and literally 20 women are coming and going i've had that problem <laughs> too. here's what i did about it right. let me jump on a zoom with you i can coach you through this and like i just haven't ever existed in a space where women mm. proactively are fiercely supporting one another and championing um, each other to success so um so yeah, thanks wow. for the reminders of all of those and i just love the concept of joy and moxie like <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a bit of both like joy the kind of gratefulness the abundance the nice. like lust for life but, but right. That authenticity courageousness and determination that use your power and you can yeah. stand up and go and take what you want it, but in a way that is grateful and joyful it doesn't have to be yes. like dominant aggressive um or may typically stereotypically the way a man yeah. would do it we can be feminine in our power and absolutely go yeah. and get what we want and craft our own future and i i funda- fundamentally agree you know like we've got a job to do to raise the next generation of yes. young women <laughs> and it's only by us leading by example in whatever way you know whether that's as parents or as uh, women on social media that is, nope. is going to be the challenge to that. So, yeah, what should we be doing differently? I think we need to talk about, you know, your daughter's five now, right? Yes,
1: yep, she's yeah, turned like,
2: five. <laughs> so, and you, you already spotted like kind of this zero to five years, like how parenting girls and boys differently yeah. can influence how they grow up, and you don't want to create any um, challenges for her through the programming that she might receive. Like yeah. what are you worrying about in the future for, for your daughters? Because I, I know like the difference in experience for a fifteen year old girl. Like I had to phone people's houses, I have to knock on their doors to go and play with yeah. them like, social media <laughs> yeah. didn't exist until I was in my twenties. Like what what does the future look like for you and what can we do to make sure it's a better, safer space for women?
1: I think honestly No, honestly, honesty is the the thing that we need more of. We need more vulnerability. We need more truth-seeking, truth-speaking type of sharing uh, on social media and whatnot. And And I see a lot of creators doing more and more of that. I see our community members doing more and more of that, of just being bold enough to say the thing that would have been so faux pas in the the past to say, and I know that there are definitely instances where that comes back and immediately, you know, people are like, that's not appropriate. You shouldn't be talking about that. Well, I'm not really sure that's up for you to decide anymore, but that, that also is the, I think, the key to why some of us struggle with some of the things because we felt like we had to solve the problems all on our own and that there weren't others that we could turn to other than the women in our life maybe perhaps but really being open and honest about some mm-hmm. of the struggles that we have the lessons that we've learned that the the failing forward um, not seeing things mm-hmm. as 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 complete failures but lessons learned mm-hmm. um, is only going to just maximize the impact that the next generation can have even quicker mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. able to take things and grow things so much faster than what we ever were able to because I really think that it's like our generation and perhaps you know generally speaking whatever this this generation of business women is now that's really seeing it as the we're starting this now for the next group and the next group is going to have such a bigger advantage to coming into these environments and and being able to state what their worth is not question it state it and and be able to 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 go after the things that might have held us back previously um and i i just i think the more that we can talk about our truths and and be genuine and, and be you know honest about the struggles I, the wins are absolutely important and we need to be grateful and recognize those too but i think the most things that you learn or the, the most growth you have is from the failures from the challenges. So yeah. the more that we can talk about how we addressed those and how they actually created where we are today, I think that's just proof that like try things, experiment. Just go do and 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 be that 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 light and and kind, you know, lead with love and kindness, obviously, but go do the things that you need to to to, to stumble into or to roll into exactly where it is that you want to go.
2: Love it. Yes, hundred percent agree with you and um yeah, trying to like paint a perfect picture all the time, whether it's on social yeah. media or just not being kind of really truly honest, um about your truth is depriving yourself and yes. others yeah. of an experience of vulnerability and authenticity that will enable you to break away from shame. I remember my foray into LinkedIn and um kind of amazing coach Leah Turner kind of encouraged me to be the person I was on Instagram on LinkedIn yeah uh, I couldn't do that I couldn't <laughs> talk about like the difficulties that I'm experiencing on LinkedIn where people are like potentially gonna like give me jobs as a consultant and she's like but well, why the hell not like people I know like and trust people that they can like relate to and resonate with and like some of the stuff I'm like comfortable sharing now on LinkedIn and of course in I never have any questions there but the, the the fact that women have reached out to me in my DMs and been like, oh my god, I'm so glad I read that today because it actually helped me not feel bad about everything yeah. I've been worrying about or um, the podcast episodes. Like, always doing this right now, you know, talking about our own struggles and perfectionism yep. and how it's held us back and like what we're worried about for the future of girls and women everywhere. Like, so <laughs> it's good to talk about these things and the more we normalize having conversations about fears and disappointments and character flaws that we've kind of still deal with and battle with all our demons like only good stuff like more light can come from that and yeah like I absolutely agree with you just being being yourself wherever you are whether it's in an organization on social media with your friends with your family there's no substitute for it and the happiness yeah. that you'll feel when you stop trying to be someone else or be something else Definitely. or what other people expect you to be um yeah it shines out and i see this light all the time in you and um, yeah it's <laughs> been a, a wonderful opportunity to chat i most just noticed the time i could have gone
1: i know it I, I'm just here. <laughs> <and all. laughs>
2: but super excited to see your um Masterclass in the community yes. this week. So, Wicks Window Women. <laughs> All
1: right, get the power poses.
2: Get the power poses out. Um, and yeah, for anyone who's listening that's not yet a member of the community, you must come and join us soon to find out more about what we're getting up to. Sure. Um, so that's it, Sue. and I thank you so much for being a be- a wonderful guest. Before we depart, would you like to leave women in cx with one piece of advice to take away?
1: Oh man, I think I think um. I think it matches directly to the values that we have within Women in CX too. I think the the most important thing you can be is yourself. And I think regardless of, of who you've been today or who you're trying to be tomorrow, be who you are right in this moment. Don't miss out on the experiences that are happening around you because you're trying to fit yourself into a box um, of what you think is the right way or person to be. And I think the more, again, the more just authentic you are, and express your general energy and the general aura about you, the more you're going to attract, attract that, and attract uh, the success that you're looking for too. So just be you. (laughs) Yeah, be you. And if you find yourself, so my additional piece of advice
2: would be, if you're being yourself, and the organization you're working in, or the friendship group, or the partner you're with don't like that then that's just ignore that you're not in the right place (laughs) because there is the right place for you to be you um, and the right people to be around um, and not to come to make yourself miserable by trying to be what yeah um trying to be something else oh I love this what a wonderful moment to end on (laughs) so (laughs) thank you so much Serena thank you for joining us today and and thank you to everybody for listening along at home as well um join us again next week for another amazing episode of the inspiring women in cx podcast and we'll see you all next time bye for now bye serena
1: thanks
0: Thanks for listening to the women in cx podcast with me claire muskett if you enjoyed the show please drop us a like subscribe and leave a review on whichever platform you're listening or watching on and if you want to know more about joining the world's first online membership community for women in customer experience please check out womenincx.community and follow the women in cx page on linkedin join us again next week where i'll be talking to another amazing community member about finding an all-female cx agency in the caribbean and dispelling customer